The wicketkeeper captain of the Netherlands cricket team is an Australian Dutchman. His name is Scott Edwards, and I'm pleased to say he joins me on Summer Grandstand across the country. Uh, Scott, appreciate your time. No, no worries, Corbin. Good to be with you here. I've read um, a lot of profile pieces on you in recent days about the Tongan-born Australian club cricketer that's now the captain of the Netherlands at the World Cup and what a fantastic victory you had uh, just a, a few short days ago against South Africa. Uh, what, what part of your story do you feel like hasn't been told enough in all the profile pieces that there's been on you in, uh, in recent days? Uh, yeah, yeah, good question. I think there's um, a fair bit goes into obviously, you know, born in Tonga, raised in Oz, um, you know, playing for the Netherlands, but it probably, uh, probably doesn't quite put the picture on uh, how much time I do spend in the Netherlands. <laughs> I think some of these pieces I've obviously um, spent most of my time, uh, you know, playing cricket and, um, and living over there for the last sort of six or seven years. That was, that was my next question as to before you actually debuted for the national team, had you, had you spent much time there previously and, and how did your eligibility to actually play for, for Holland come about? Yeah, so I've got um, Dutch heritage uh, through my dad's side. Um, yeah, so had a passport since, yeah, when I was young. Um, and then after after finishing school, always wanted to, you know, spend a year playing cricket overseas. So, um, yeah, through my Dutch passport and, you know, with family over there, I, I spent a summer um, or Australian winter playing uh, in the Netherlands, loved it. Uh, got to know some of the guys involved in the setup and played a few under-19s games and things like that over there. Uh, and then, yeah, stayed in touch with, uh, you know, some of the guys. And, you know, two years two years down the track, um, yeah, one of the one of the backup wicketkeepers had a hernia in one of their um, – just before they were going on tour. So, yeah, got the opportunity to, you know, go across as a backup wicketkeeper, played a few games and uh, – you know, did it right. And then, yeah, here we are seven years later and I've, you know, pretty much played every game since. Yeah. So grew up in Australia, heavy diet of cricket, obviously during the uh, the summer months. What struck you about Dutch cricket when you first went over there and, and played for the first time? It's it's interesting. It's, you know, such a small community. There's only, you know, I think 6,000, you know, active players or something like that. Um, you know, I could probably name every club in the country or, or close to. So, you know, you know, most people when you're playing and going round to grounds, uh, which is, which is pretty interesting. And then uh, obviously there's such a, a vast difference between the facilities, like, you know, my home club uh, VOC over there, uh, you know, is, is a quality international ground, but then um, so you play home games there and the next week you're playing on an artificial uh, or a fully artificial outfield with an artificial um, wicket. So, yeah, the um, the conditions change quite heavily depending on uh, on what team you're playing. And the national team interest, you mentioned about how it came about, but was it on your radar when you first went to play over there and thought, gee, if this goes well, it could lead to this? Or, or when did it, it first become clear to you that, hang on, I could be playing international cricket here? Uh, not really, I think. I think I always... You know, I've, I've always, um, you know, had that link to the Netherlands. So I've always watched when I can, you know, for World Cups and things like that. So, uh, you know, looked up to those guys a lot. And then, um, yeah, it probably wasn't until I actually got the call that, um, yeah, that, that I sort of invested invested time and, and thinking into playing international cricket.
So how does your eligibility work? Like if you were to play, I know you've played second eleven cricket in Victoria, where you obviously still play club cricket uh, every summer down here. Um, what, what would happen if you were to try and play domestic cricket in Australia, for example? Could you play as a local, and does that impact your ability to to play for the Netherlands? Nah, so like you know, there's probably five or six guys uh, in our squad that you know play um, you know state cricket in you know England or uh, New Zealand or things like that. So there's no um, there's no issue with the eligibility side of things. Um, yeah, so you know, ho- hopefully, uh, hopefully into the future, that's that's something that pops up. But no, there's no uh, yeah. no restraints on that. I know there's been a push to get you a uh, a BBL contract. Uh, obviously, your your uh, quick fire half century that you scored against South Africa recently. Is the have you had any contact from any of the BBL teams down here? Uh, I sort of leave all that sort of <laughs> that stuff up to the agent, uh, up to my agent Greg. So now nah, for me, it's you know concentrating on the World Cup and um, you know. If, if you do well or, you know, if the team does well, then I'm sure guys will get opportunities through that. So not not too worried about that at the moment. Uh, and how do you cut your time between the two countries? Like how long would you spend in Netherlands on an average year at the moment, obviously, as the, the captain of the, the national team? Uh, it depends a little bit uh, on our fixtures and, you know, World Cups and things like that uh, in the off-season. So, you know, for instance, this year with, with the World Cup and, and probably a couple of tours... Uh, at the start of next year, I'll, you know, probably spend three, three and a half months uh, in Australia. But usually, um, yeah, usually it's about six months, six months um, with with the odd tour uh, in between. Do you speak much Dutch? Uh, I understand uh, a fair bit of it, but no, my, my actual yeah. speaking of the language isn't great. <laughs> Uh, the win over South Africa, I'm sure you would have got so many messages uh, after that. What an unbelievable win and a huge upset in the context of the tournament with South Africa very much in, in title contention with the team that they boast at the moment. Beautiful, uh, picturesque cricket ground at, uh, at Durham Shala. Where, where does that rank in terms of your cricketing achievements so far, the, the 50-over win over South Africa? Yeah, it's an unbelievable stadium, firstly. <laughs> um, yeah, And yeah, I think for us, you know, as much as everyone from the outside just sees it as this massive upset, um, you know, we came into the into the tournament with high expectations. You know, we've played a lot of good cricket against, uh, you know, all these sides and in the qualifiers and things like that. So, um, yeah, it was, it was obviously a massive win to get under the belt early in the tournament. Um, but, yeah, I, I don't know if I've put too much thought in, you know, where it ranks or, or anything like that. We've still got, um, you know, lots lots we want to prove and uh, lots of lots of games we're here to win for. The format is fascinating. It feels like it's constantly changing, uh, the, the 50-over World Cup. So at the moment, it's 10 teams, as it has been in the past, which means a gruelling qualifying period, as you touched on. So you've absolutely earned your place to, to be there, and it means you get to play against all other nine teams once you make it to the tournament. Would you, would you, you? Are you an advocate of the current format, or, or would you like the opportunity for, for more teams to get the chance to participate, even if it is at the expense of, say, how many games you get to play when you get there? Uh, no, I'm always advocating for, for more teams involved. I think, yep. um, you know, the, the whole point of a, of a World Cup is, is to see the talent from around the world. And, um, yeah, as you can see, a, a tournament like this, um, you know, without the West Indies, without Zimbabwe, without, um, without Ireland, without Scotland, all these sort of sides. Um, yeah, I, th- I think it takes a little bit away from the game. And as you said, you, you wouldn't play as many games, but, uh, 
potentially there's more on the line for, you know, those those four or five games that you do play. So, um, yeah, no, always always advocating for for more teams. But you know, for us, um, you know, it was, it was obviously an awesome qualifying tournament to get here, and we had to beat a lot of good teams. Um, yeah, which has given us the opportunity to play uh, all nine teams, which which has been awesome as well. Just a couple to finish. Uh, Scott Edwards with me, the uh, the captain of the uh, the Netherlands cricket team over at the World Cup at the moment in India. Your love of cricket. So you touched on a few of your, your favourite players. Sort of who were the the guys that you looked up to when you were younger, and and where did your love of cricket come from? Yeah, I think similar to most, uh, you know, most kids growing up in in Australia or in Melbourne. Um, you know, every every summer you're watching you know, the ashes on Boxing Day and, and things like that. Um, so, you know, I always, always love getting around that and then, you know, playing backyard cricket in the meantime and after school every day. So, yeah, I think it's it's almost ingrown in you um, from a young age and, uh, yeah, just, just took it from there, I suppose. Just had a love for the game from early on. Any players in particular? Yeah, always um, Adam Gilchrist. I've been a, a keeper since I was young, so... Um, you know, he's probably the one uh, that I always looked up to growing up. Uh, and uh, part of your story, obviously, we've we've heard a lot about yeah you know, your grandparents on your dad's side, and that's where the the Dutch heritage comes from. The the part of the story that probably isn't explained as much is how on earth were you born in Tonga of all places, and then ended up finding yourself growing up in uh, in the suburbs of Melbourne before uh, before making your way to Holland. Yeah, that was uh, a little bit more of a coincidence, I think. So my my dad's an engineer. Um, and he was working in Tonga for a few years. So, um, yeah, <laughs> born there and then, you know, lived there for the first year and a half. Um, yeah, while my parents were still working over there. And then, uh, yeah, obviously just came back to Australia when, um, yeah, when he was done with this project over there. Uh, it's, a, it's a great story, Scott. You know, so many people are uh, invested in, in your journey as, uh, as a cricketer and plenty of people down here in Australia and particularly uh, in Melbourne as well. Uh, keep up the great work over there at, uh, at the Cricket World Cup. Uh, I know a lot of people have the Dutch as their second team throughout the tournament. Uh, appreciate your time in India and good luck for the, uh, the remainder of the World Cup. Awesome. Cheers, Corbin. Appreciate it.